Good morning everyone, welcome to the Williams Project Podcast. It is episode 97 and on today's episode we're going to be breaking down business communications. So it's Friday, it's the end of another work week just about. Um, Thank you to all of our great listeners as always. Um, Now today's topic Matthew and I thought we'd talk about business communications which essentially is how do we communicate in Williams Corporation? What have we learnt? What are the different things we've tried? Um, what do we think are things that potentially help staff or help management? And yeah, just really going through how how we think communication should be done within an organisation. There's that great quote from, is, is Larry Page the Google guy or is it Larry Ellison? Larry Page. Larry Page. There's a great quote from Larry Page and he says, when you're sick of saying it, people are starting to hear it. And I I just love that quote because it is so, so true. Most businesses under-communicate. They do not give the staff the information they need to execute on the mission often enough. So we've really been investing in this and it's something by no means we have mastered, but I think we have got significantly better. So I'm going to talk about two things we're doing at the moment at Williams Corporation to hopefully give you a practical example of how you can better your business communications. So the first, we have moved over to Google Chats. Google Chats is a a free app and you can make things called spaces. And it's essentially just an area that you can name, put your team in, and you can chat in there, put files and assign tasks. We've had chats most of our career in business, but we used to use Facebook chat. The problem we had with Facebook chat is there was a security issue. People kept getting their Facebooks hacked, as well as when you remove someone, the chat was still stored on their phone, where in Google chats, we can actually delete someone from the chat and it removes the data from the chat. So you don't have that security information of past staff members having that data. Also, the tasks are a game changer like being able to everything that's happening real time, assign tasks to people with completion dates, really, really helps for um, outside of scope items. So every business should have their scope, their processes, what they do, how they do it, general management systems. But the chats are fantastic for all the the sidelines data, all the stuff happening that is outside of your standard day's work but still needs to get done. Yeah, well, that's I think the main the main difference we found between switching from Facebook Messenger to Google is one there's a degree of generally no one chats to all their buddies and friends on Google, so it's like a nice sort of separate app just for the workplace. Um, but like Matthew said, having the ability to raise tasks just to track the sort of the random things or like sort of things that you want to focus more attention on, and there's also the ability to assign them to people and assign dates against them. So even if you're not sure when something's being done. Once you've made a task for it, you can then look at the list of tasks and be like, okay, Adam has said this will be done on the 25th of May, and you mentally then sort of roughly know when that item's being completed. I think the other thing is where group chats can be dangerous is if you have a lot of them, you can all of a sudden spend your day with your phone just dinging nonstop on group chats where a lot of information is not relevant to you. With Google Chats and... Um, the group chat facility they've got you can actually change your notification settings per chat so you can have some chats that don't notify you some chats that only notify you if you're tagged and then some chats that notify you all the time 
So for example, I might set the company chat, our main one, to always notify me because there's not huge amounts of information in there. But other chats where I'm less involved and more just overseeing what's put in there, I'll set it to notify me when I'm tagged. So that way if I know I'm needed, I can see it and respond. And otherwise I can just, when I get a moment, check the chats without the chats all of, all of a sudden taking up most of my work day. Mm. Now, one other thing I'm working on at the moment, and this is only a new concept that I literally started doing yesterday. We have about nine offices, something like that. And each office has a chat. So if you're sitting in Williams Corporation, Singapore, there is a chat with everyone in that office. So the salespeople, office manager, marketer, etc. And what I'm doing is I'm assigning daily goals. So I'm saying, hello, everyone in this office. This is our key focus that we are trying to achieve today. And I think just giving the team that clarity, the problem we are now facing is Williams Corp has gotten so big, I'm worrying people are getting flustered and it's really focusing departments, offices, people on their missions that they need to achieve to achieve our greater missions. And it's actually a reality and it does pain me to say it. It's very hard to focus on more than one item at a time. Mm. Like I'd love to be able to be like, okay, we really want to get three land deals in Melbourne. We've got the first one under contract, or first two now. Let's progress those two whilst looking for a third block of land. Should be really, really easy. But you nearly get more speed and more done being like, what's the first thing to do? Do that, then move to the second, then move to the third, as opposed to trying to run two in unison. And it drives me mad, but it does actually get results. It's kind of like Donald Trump's model for paying off debt, where as opposed to having, say, 10 buildings he's paying all down equally, he'll pay as much as he can on one building, and then once that's paid down, compound it into the second, compound it into the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, etc., um, and it's kind of a different management style where you do think things should be uh, want to be run in unison. It's not that many balls to juggle. Um, but the more and more we're doing it, the more we're realizing just one thing at a time. With like Matthew said, the, this is the daily thing we want to achieve. I reckon long term we'll achieve more results than trying to process everything at once. Completely agree. That's Jocko Willock. Prioritize and execute. And it's and honestly, like for example. If you had said in your Melbourne chat, uh, this is actually good, we can have a proper manager's discussion about this um, for the listeners. I reckon, I was thinking that the wrong thing was happening. You should have just said to the team, all we're doing is signing off the bulk and location for the first site we purchased and nothing happens until that first site signed off. And because they were trying to do three things at once, progress to sign offs and purchase a new site, they all just got confused and nothing happened, right? Yeah. Uh, because you have like the architectural team working on one job, the um, the QS team working on another. There's no flow, there's no rhythm, there's no like excitement to Gen- execute on this yeah. task. And then like the sales per people, they're looking at a third land deal, distracting the architects from finishing the bunker location on the first, and then it changes what the QS team's done is now completely irrelevant, and you just have a whole day where nothing happens. Everyone's like, shit yeah we did so much activity towards getting those deals done mm. so we didn't progress anything yeah, so nothing was done I suppose done. one one takeaway from business communication is like Matthew said based on Larry Page you have to repeat yourself like a sick amount of times before people understand and listen two I think it's important to have group chats either definitely as an organisation they're based on the size of the organisation broken down into teams or teams that need to work together. Like for example, we might have a group chat for our um, Christchurch project managers 
and our Christchurch quantity surveys and then a group chat with both of them because there is relevance to have those departments talking together. And then I think Matthew's new thing of this is what we need to try achieve today for this particular team then helps to focus them down. And then when you do have the ability to raise tasks to even micromanage that daily goal without having to sit over top of people. It's more saying, here's our daily goal, here's the tasks that are required to achieve the daily goal and here's who each task is assigned to. You can do that at the start of a day and then as long as your team essentially is doing their job, it's very easy to follow and reach that outcome. And as long as management's setting those daily goals that will reach the end goal, it does help sort of the management, the framework, the thinking for those other staff of going, how do we actually get a result if they're day by day getting shown with their hand held how to do it, then eventually it'll come to the point of, we need to buy our next site, let's do it, and hopefully everyone's stepped up and realised how to then put that through the machine without as much micromanagement required. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's... You, if I believe if you're doing it perfectly, you should feel like you're over-communicating. Yeah. I reckon that's the sign that you're communicating at the right level. You'll feel like you're talking, not talking too much, because if you talk too much as a manager, that's bad, but you're clearly stating the mission extremely regularly and the tasks associated and the people responsible. That's like a good example of sort of that resource allocation whether you do things in unison or one at a time is um, I took the Auckland project managers out for dinner last night and we are just talking about like what's the fastest job we've done and I said as far as like the fastest job of scale it was probably Rickon Road and Dean's Eves that was 43 townhouses that we delivered in four months and three weeks from settling the land to settling the homes to customers so it was a phenomenally quick time frame to build so many homes. And what I said to the project management team, I said, the reason why that job went really well is we broke it up into three stages and each stage was running about one and a half weeks behind the previous stage. So that way everyone could focus on stage one. Then once they finished their task in stage one, they'd go to stage two. And when they finished everything in stage two, they could go to stage three. And I said, that led to that development being built quicker than if we tried to build all 43 townhouses at the exact same time, at the exact same stage. It was actually faster to have stage two and three running slower than stage one. Yeah, that's interesting. So what you did was you created lots of smaller missions as opposed to one large mission. So like... Yeah, well, it's more like if, if a Sparky has to pre-wire 43 units and he's only got a team of, say, five, it's going to take him a lot longer than doing a block of 15, which is roughly a third. So if you break it into three blocks of 15 but really keep that gap as small as possible you're essentially creating like little whirlwinds of labour force that come and do their job as fast as they can on that stage, then go to the next one and the next one. And it's a lot easier to then resource because you're not trying to find... You're essentially needing a third of the labour versus if you try to do everything at the same time. It's like the sales team, right? You say to them, this week I want you to call 200 people and do five formal presentations to customers. It's better to say, today... I want you to call 40 deals on Zendesk and I want you to find one person to do a formal presentation to today. And that is probably, all. And it's very easy to be like, before we all go for lunch, everyone on the team needs to do 20 calls and do their best to um, book a meeting. And then if 
everyone's booked a meeting by lunch, then I'll pay for lunch. Yeah. And if not, we have to come back after lunch and order 20 more and try book a meeting. That's actually, um, that whole um, punish as a team, reward as a team, that's Navy SEAL stuff. And I'm leaning towards that. Um, I've always been a fierce defender of individuals and treated everyone in the team as an individual. But the problem you have is you end up doing too much management where what you can do is if you manage people as a team, the team manages themselves and it takes away a huge amount of management and communication from the top because it's happening within the team. And I think there's a degree of under that model of like having the team manage themselves because you sort of reward or not punish but not reward teams as opposed to individuals, the team will then police themselves. If like using project management as an example, because that's one of my departments that oversee, it's like if it's more the team is rewarded on our average build time, not the individual is rewarded for X, Y, Z, then if there's a really bad project manager, the team's going to like make a lot of noise and flush them out. Mm. Whereas if the individual's doing a good job, getting rewarded, and their peers might be a bit average and not, in their head it doesn't really affect them so they don't care and they'll just tolerate having that lackluster person in that team. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm really leaning towards team rewards and team punishment. Well, not that you really have punishment, but team yeah, rewards. Yeah, more like a, a lack of reward. Yeah, <laughs> lack of reward is punishment, yeah. And as management, you do want to reward your team, but those things, it's hard to reward people if they're not doing their job. Yeah, and, and look, we are doing business in an incredibly difficult environment. Like you look at like pretty much every day in the paper, someone's going broke and yet Williams Corp is performing at awesome levels where we double in size every year. We're seeing increases in speed, increases in profitability, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's amazing for us to be doubling and getting better at the same time because normally you grow and get worse, stop and then improve. Like that would probably be a normal yeah. management no, textbook of, of how to manage that process. Um, just heading off on a tangent, I was, <laughs> I was looking at a um, National Party Facebook post last night and pretty much everyone in the picture was white, right? And this comment, the top comment was, there's more diversity in my A4 piece of paper. And <laughs> a little bit funny, right? Um, but I was just thinking, like, as a manager... I have never, ever once thought about diversity. Not once. Like, we are a pure meritocracy. All we want is the best possible people so we can achieve our goals as productively as possible. And I just thought how dehumanising it is to employ someone based on, like, their race or their sex or their... Or, like, a quota system where it's like, we need more of this ethnicity or this sexuality or and it's, it sounds true it's happening a lot in corporates even government departments it's like there's literally different criteria based on your race which is the epitome of racism and like Matthew said we've literally never ever put any form of any thought into diversity and we are like the United freaking nations over here with all the other countries that aren't the United Nations also joining in. We, we are. We are definitely the United Nations. Yeah. And like the thing is, it's, but it's a pure meritocracy. You're either good at your job or you're not, period. And I just, 
I would feel so terrible employing someone based on their sex or their um, religion or their... It's so awful. What a dehumanising way to treat someone. Well, every business owner generally wants, or they should do, wants the best staff that can come in and like facilitate the greatest outcome for that business. If I could employ someone that was like, the best salesperson for Williams Corp and they wanted to wear a Barney the dinosaur costume to work every day and talk French I'd be like you do you mate because you're really good at your job you get on well with anyone we can kind of look past the Barney the dinosaur costume it's a bit weird and you've got to stop murmuring in French all the time but like no business owner is going to be like you know what you're really awesome everyone likes you but because of this characteristic many of which you cannot choose we're not going to give you the job it's so dumb, so dumb. And um, oh no, I lost my train of thought. Um, and also, one other thing, someone said to me yesterday that they're like, "I feel," and I was just thinking, God, isn't it terrifying to think how many people are making decisions based on their feelings? Like, you have to make. I think the listeners will be logical people, but you need to make sure you make an effort to think not feel because if I made decisions based on my feelings like last night I had a few glasses of wine I really felt I wanted to have another 30 glasses of wine (laughs) but my brain was like no Matthew this is not very good we are going to use our thinking not our feeling like you can't run like drive past a McDonald's. You're like, man, I feel like a cheeseburger. Oh my god, how come would a cheeseburger? If every be? single time you drove past McDonald's and had that thought, which many people would, or maybe nuggets, I would literally stop every single time and get a cheeseburger if I acted off my feelings. <laughs> yeah, how good. Not very, not very good. So, I think the summary is to wrap up this podcast: communication. You should have a way to communicate where you can build meta-knowledge with your team. Where, for example, if you were discussing something operational and Williams Corp, our operational is project management, you have a group chat of all your operational people and and don't hesitate to call someone out. At Johnny, I was really unhappy when I visited 123 Fake Street. It was really messy and not up to our standard. I want you to do better. These are the standards in which Williams Corporation has and how sites should be presented. And then everyone else reads that and they're like, shit, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen on my site. So they but also <laughs> it's not about attacking Johnny because it's not personal, but it's about us all improving together. We think of it if we're trying to protect Johnny's feelings, right? And so we message Johnny privately, and then I have to message all 24 project managers separately. How inefficient is that for me as a manager? And let's say I don't mention Johnny, well that shows that Johnny's not responsible for his job. Right? So you do need to mention Johnny. So chats, accountability, responsibility, and over-communicate. When you're sick of saying it, people are starting to hear it. Completely agree. Yeah. And also, to the listeners, we were the third, third or fourth? Fourth. The fourth top entrepreneur podcast in New Zealand yesterday. And that... I fucking hate that word though, Matt. Entre- oh, yeah, I know, because we're not entrepreneurs. Hey, Blair, yeah, hey, Blair do, you, do you want to build an app? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we're actually going to. We're going to open an office in the Philippines, and we're going to start creating our own business systems 
because we've reached that stage where we actually need I was actually talking about this last night with Trevor um, I was talking about how we should have an app where all of our customers that bought houses they just get given a login and it has like here's your house here's your yield here's the comparable Williams Corporation sales of where we think your house's value is now um, if you have any maintenance you want done click here and then it might like ding Orange saying information user manuals Exactly, yeah. and it dings on Christmas time. Hey, thank you very much for being a Williams Corporation customer. We appreciate you. If you swing past your nearest Williams Corp office, you can have a Christmas hand. Or if you fly to Auckland, it like dings, and it says, we are having a client event in Auckland at the moment. We see you're in Auckland. You're welcome to come around, meet other like-minded people, have a glass of champagne, and we'll show you what we're doing. And then they can invest in like Williams Corporation capital, and then see all their returns, and like it could be like a um, like a like on your uh, travel app where you fly and you get your your diamond your platform yeah, your points app with your yeah. different things. It's and like buy one more house and, and you'll and progress to diamond and you can jump on the jet and fly to Auckland with us. You legend! How good would that be? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was just something, something. And again, what was that, Blair? That was communication. That was increasing the quality and the quantity of communication from us to our customers. But that's actually a whole nother podcast. It's actually a marketing podcast of how to communicate to your customers. Wrap it up. All right, I can wrap that up. Yep, all right, that was good. Well, you know, legends, if we provided value today, please pay the fee. That is to share this podcast with one like-minded friend. If we didn't provide you value, don't pay the fee because we haven't earned it and we'll endeavor to earn it next time. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. You're a legend. Have a good day.